Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. At least today is the day I'm recording this. You may not be listening on a Saturday, but that said, I am back with a little bit of a rant today. Um, just because, you know, this is never gonna, this is never gonna go away. <laughs> so let's get into it. It's going to be short and sweet. And then I'm going to send you back to a couple of episodes in the past and just remind you to not be reactive and be proactive when it comes to, um, you know, changes in your health routine, when it comes to supplementation specifically, especially this time of year. So it's October 9th. Um, we only here on the East coast have about an hour of five, a window of like five hours and maybe 15 minutes or so, uh, where we can go outside, be in the sun and convert the sunlight in our skin to hormone vitamin D. So yes, I'm ranting about vitamin D again. I don't think it's ever going to go away. So as long as we have supplementation <laughs> and health preachers, um, it's going to be something we got to keep talking about. Same with calcium, same with all these other things. So I'm still hearing it preached by quote health experts and, you know, insert whatever type of health, uh, modality out there, especially in light of this whole COVID thing, right. Especially in light of people who, are, you know, thinking like, Hey, why are we not supporting the body? Why are we not teaching people how to take better care of themselves? Why are we not maybe like dropping packets off at everyone's door with zinc and vitamin D and all of this, right? Maybe you guys have heard those kinds of exclamatory things from enthusiastic health, uh, gurus. And I understand the sentiment. I totally do. It's just, <laughs> you know, it still isn't, um, assessing bioindividuality. So I was just listening to a talk yesterday, in fact, and the speaker was bragging about his stored vitamin D levels of 90. Oof. And I'm like, hold up, dude. <laughs> I mean, that to me is a little alarming because I know too much about this and I've seen too many people uh, overly calcified and, you know, that's really risky to be honest with you. So there is a large body of evidence in the medical literature, strongly suggesting that optimal vitamin D levels are a lot lower than what we've been taught. Imagine that we got something wrong in the nutrition realm. Ha huh. shocker. There's little to no evidence showing this benefit of these levels being super sky high. 
particularly above like 50. So I don't care if your doctor tells you they need to prove it to you and they need to do way better than just suggest one freaking thing. Um, but here's the thing is it can cause harms. And this is why I'm, you know, pretty adamant about this because the consequences of <clears throat> vitamin D toxicity, when you are pushing just to get your levels up with a supplement are actually quite serious, especially if someone's already, um, you know, uh, overly calcified and maybe a slow oxidizer, which isn't something that most people are thinking about because no one's looking at the the whole metabolic picture through tissue mineral analysis, other than those of us who practice it. But the consequences could be, you know, heart attack, stroke, kidney stones, headache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, anorexia, weight loss, and low bone density. Now you might be like, well, Lydia, gosh, that seems so extreme, you know, just telling people to take vitamin D for a little while in light of this COVID thing. It's like, yeah, but you guys have to understand the long-term history of how we've all been collectively exposed to way too much calcium. And we also are, many of us, unfortunately, excuse me, sorry, are unknowingly consuming processed foods. Um, especially if you're consuming any, um, dairy products or, um, dairy alternative products because they add vitamin D. So I'm thinking really big picture here versus this myopic view of like, oh yeah, the study is vitamin D and COVID. Look guys, there's more to life than freaking COVID. I mean, come on. Um, I know a lot of people have um, both the fear factor, right? And then we also have the health experts are like, come on, we can, we can defeat this you know, let's, let's rally. Right. So you've got this like reactiveness going on here, right? Reactiveness versus proactiveness and enthusiastic mic preaching should not be what persuades you to go out and try to push your D levels up so high. Um, that is not something people should be bragging about. I'm, I'm just, I gotta be honest. And so I view supplementation from a metabolic standpoint via the tissue mineral analysis studies. That's what woke me up to all of this back in 2014, my jaw dropped to the floor. My intuition told me before that something wasn't quite right about how we approach vitamin D, um, because of my own journey with it. And so we have to be looking at the inner relationships between vitamin D and other nutrients, the endocrine and immunological factors. Do our storage levels really need to be that high? Or is it another nutrition lie like the calcium lie and the iron anemia lie and the high dose vitamin C lie? Is there more to supplementing with vitamin D than just trying to protect against COVID these days? Jeez Louise. And what could happen if we go overboard? Like I just read you some pretty serious side effects. Um, Obviously that's going to, you know, be dependent on dose and length of time and what your metabolic, you know, uh, biochemical, you know, status is at the time. 
And so why aren't these emphatic health experts who only talk about preventing or defeating COVID, why aren't they talking about homeostatic balance in the body? Instead, they're just picking a few broad nutrients as if these protocols are just yet another broad brushstroke band-aid attempt to support one singular problem. So like I said, we already have a calcification problem, a really, really big one. And you won't know this because you're not somebody who's looking at thousands of um, analysis showing that, you know, but myself and all my colleagues, um, you know, and the mentors who've been doing this work for, let's see, uh, 50 years, Dr. Um, Malter's still around. He's got a 50, what, 40 year, 30 year. I don't know how long he's been doing this, but a long time. Dr. Watts at the lab, you know, some, some of these doctors who've been doing this work for a really long time, looking at the whole metabolic picture through analysis have seen this trend only increase. Also, I think we might be a little confused about the role of vitamin D in immune health. And I, I think we've been just taking it completely out of context. I mean, we do treat it as a God unto itself, the way it's being declared. And the truth is, is guys, what all my enthusiastic health friends should be claiming versus, you know, talking about stored levels or talking about supplementing is really just get in the sun, get in the sun, get in the sun, get in the sun. It's our number one nutrient is the sun. It's not food. It's the sun. We cannot do the same thing in our body from a supplement that we can with the sun. And besides, we need the sun for way more than just the D. So vitamin D in our immune system, we have to be thinking more synergistically. We have to be thinking more full spectrum. And I mean, something that has come up for me in the work that I do is both vitamin D and A they're synergistically involved in the normal immune response. And sometimes they're antagonistic a little bit to each other in certain circumstances. Um, and in the mineral balancing world, we kind of see vitamin D as having more of a pronounced effect on the cellular immune response. That's important. And I, and I can try to explain in a second. So too much of it could precipitate more of a cellular autoimmune response in susceptible individuals, whereas vitamin A is more closely related to the humoral immune response. Um, and so again, we can have excessive intake of that as well, by the way. Um, it's a little harder to do because no one's preaching it emphatically. Um, but that could, you know, lead to a dominant humoral autoimmune response. So again, I'm trying to bring some context to these loud, enthusiastic declarations we've been hearing for the last, it's going on past a year and a half. Um, and, you know, the action of vitamin D doesn't depend upon adequate um, stored levels alone. Um, you know, circulating levels of vitamin D can be related to your dietary intake. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually getting that much from their diet. Cause you know, most people are not eating an ancestral diet. Most people are not eating pastured and 
you know, um, lard and fats from animals who actually are in the sun, you know, the, the, the best source of food is, um, you know, products that are, you know, in the sunshine, it's not <laughs> anyways. Um, but like we have to activate the D right. So we have stored levels, we have active levels, we have to convert it to an active form in the body. So if you don't know if you're activating it, I mean, you could be loading yourself up on something you're not even using, right? We're, we're missing this, you know, fuller picture when we harp on stored levels, stored levels, stored levels, stored levels, get them high, get them high, go, go, go. Let's get good grades on our vitamin D. <laughs> We're so conditioned. Um, right. So anyways, I, 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 I think that it's just important to take a step back and remember it's a lot more complicated when we, um, try to just isolate one thing and fix it. Like, you know, with this simple approach, it just doesn't work how we think. Now we need other enzymes, hormones, our nutritional status and other nutritional interrelationships are all going to affect our vitamin D requirements. You know, I've talked about the relationship to D and calcium. I've brought up how we cannot really use it without magnesium. Um, we also have to think about phosphorus, zinc, copper, iron, vitamin A, um, our hormones, you know, insulin, estrogen, progesterone, um, as well as like, you know, our thyroid and adrenal gland activity, you know, because if you are a slow oxidizer, um, and you have poor cell, uh, membrane function, like you ha already have like a slowed cellular response, um, and maybe even poor circulation, um, throwing all this vitamin D at yourself is just going to make things worse. So there's just numerous relationships and it's really a lot more complicated than what we have been hearing. Um, so it's just not worth being haphazard about it, you know, and it's one of the big reasons why I really love mineral analysis um, because it reveals all these interrelationships, these significant interrelationships, and it's such an intricate tool in assessing individual vitamin D requirements. Um, but you know, this is not mainstream. This is too complicated. We want the easy answer. So we, in our heads, if we're being reactive, we think we're doing something good for ourselves by just doing this one thing we keep hearing emphatically preached. But guys, it's just not that simple. And, um, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves that approaching our health um, nutritionally to be safe, we can't just isolate things and think that they're like a God. Um, it's like that whole, like, I don't know what the term is. It's like that's it's like we pick a superfood and it's like good for everything. We've been doing this for so long and it's you know, it's not it's obviously not the answer. Um we've been marketed to, we've been told things, you know, and we listen and we 
take in all this excessive information. And then we just sometimes shut down because it's too overwhelming. And the best thing to do is to just, you know, hit the pause button, learn how to get in the sun and test much more deeply and thoroughly. So, you know, you know, how to approach supplementation in the right way for you. Um, I mean, even the recommendations for zinc, like can mess people up. And I did a whole episode on that. And my one colleague who's also a mineral balancing practitioner, she, she focuses on circulation and, um, you know, it basically, when we take too much vitamin D3, it can increase vascular calcification. Well, isn't that one of the things we're trying to prevent with COVID is like avoiding these complications with our heart, right? I mean, come on guys. So anyway, that's my rant. (laughs) Um, I just feel like, you know, it's one of those things of like, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have, we have got to decondition from this kind of like hyped up, isolated single singling out of things. Right. I mean, it's so common. I've just like marketing and people get all excited. I mean, I just in the last week had like a whole bunch of people like, Oh my God, have you heard of this new blit here? You should try it. And they're like part of like an MLM or something. And I'm like, dude, no, I don't view things like this with this one product. Like I'm glad it's exciting for you. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad it's helping you, but that's not how I approach nutrition. Um, I'm good. Thanks. So just keep all this in mind, ask better questions. Um, You can go back and check out a couple of the episodes I've already done, what you need to know to assess vitamin D more thoroughly. That's episode 38. It was December of 2020. And is your vitamin D supplement actually helping you? That was episode 40. I can tell you, I've seen a lot of hair tests with people who took a lot of vitamin D And then, you know, it drove their calcium through the roof. Um, and we have to unload this excess for a while and we have to work on, you know, getting all the cofactors in place, um, you know, and making corrections after that's going on. I've had people who have these crazy calcifications in their body, um, or worsening impacts in their body after, you know, they started taking, you know, 5,000 IU or 10,000 IU or whatever it is that they're being told to take, um, because they were already in a calcification pattern. So if you don't know that information and you're in these emphatic people who are claiming vitamin D is the answer for everything, well, or just COVID, which is literally only one issue. Um, you know, they don't know your current metabolic picture. They don't know your biochemistry. They cannot claim for sure that a supplement is the right thing for you. And you should know this, please know this, do your due diligence and, um, be proactive, not reactive about these things. And, um, it's, it's only complicated because we lost our way along the way from nature and we mark, we've had marketing, we've had crazy stuff put into our food and we have the supplement industry, which is 
both wonderful and horrific at the same time. (laughs) So just keep it all in mind and um, really think this through. All right. That's my pep talk for today. I hope you found it helpful. I will probably continue to find new ways to talk about this because it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, Let me know if you have any questions. And if you um, really want help with this, uh, I do have space this fall and winter for new clients. Um, I'm booking into November now. So you can get started with your own HTMA blueprint. Uh, Check out my website. If you're a practitioner and you're looking to get started with hair tissue mineral analysis in your practice, um, you can join my HTMA practitioner jumpstart anytime. It's go at your own pace and I'll have some um, mentor spots available next year for that as well. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to a joy to be me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend or tag me on Instagram at Lydia joy me. And if you like the show rate or review five stars are great on whatever platform you are listening, Google play iTunes, just leave a comment there. It totally helps me out. I appreciate you.